time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast, where we talk movies, TV, and all other manner of things. I am Matt Chewy. With us today is Vince Rizzo. What's going on? Hey, I'm here. Hey, we also have Ryan Davis. How you been Happy today? Happy to be here, yeah. Good. And Sean Davis. Hey, Sean. Hey, uh, what's up? Hey, how are you today? What are we talking about today, Sean? We're going to talk about Captain Marvel. Marvel the, the movie. This is Marvel. This sounds better if we say Marvel. Marvel. Right. Captain Marvel. Yes. yes, today we're going to be talking about Captain Marvel. Um but it's been a few episodes since we've actually had a uh, catch up uh, sharing circle. What do we call the segment? What is this even? Can we, uh, with, can we come up with a name for this? Sitting around the chunk fire. The chunk fire. Stories. That's All not right. a good title and it's very long. <laughs> yeah, well I don't hear you coming up with anything. How about hey, how you been? Hey, how you been? All right, this week for today's Hey, how you been? Um, hey, you want to know Ryan? How you been? What have you been up to recently? Oh boy, I can't wait to tell you how I've been. Oh boy, I can't wait. Um, well, it's it has been quite a while since we've done a Hey, how you been? So there's a long list, um, but I'll keep it short for the okay. most part. Um, well, I want to let you know about some shows that I've been watching, and uh, let's see, where do I want to start? Uh. I watched the assassination of Johnny Versace. Um, oh, I saw that. That was so good, but it was probably one of the most soul-crushing things I've ever sat through. It was so just demoralizing, and it just makes me not want to exist anymore. Um, I... But I will say that Darren Chris is most most certainly a serial killer. Um, he he was so good that I was just like, nope, he's not acting. That's just him. He's a serial killer. Isn't that show hmm. an anthology show? It is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, it's um, the first season was the OJ uh, trial. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so it's just okay. like every season they do a different American um, crime story. Thing. That's like the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it but I, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's great if you don't want to... You know, enjoy it's not, things. It's not really my genre, but I also am. Darren Chris is one of those people that I am just proud of because I yeah. saw him before he, you know, while he was still building himself up, and I just want to support him. So, we right, all, we yeah, all, we, we all want to go see him perform. Man, yeah, remember we that we, we, we didn't know Halloween. if he was going to be there. And yeah, he we, was. Yeah, yeah, we did know actually. That's why we went to the Hollywood one. They yeah, said what, maybe. Oh well. Well, yeah. Okay, but, but good show. We did. If we, and it was a good show. Yes. Um, see, I watched both seasons, both seasons of Atlanta, um, which is good. But also, like, it's just it was good, like a really good show. But man, it, it was actually also very hard to watch. It gets I wasn't intense. Expecting it to be so intense and real. Season two uh, gets really intense. I was not prepared yeah, for it. Me neither. Especially because when I once they dropped season two on streaming, I went back and watched season one again because I was like, I. I don't feel like anything was super plot important between the two seasons, but I don't really remember a lot of it. And so I rewatched right. season one right before two, and then when it hit two, the, the the switch flips like in the tone. It gets real. It gets crazy. Yeah, it it, it really does. I don't think it um, sacrifices the tone of the show though, which is a, a, no. I think a strong suit. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's yeah, stays strong. And I, man, I just I love. I forgot his name, but the actor that plays uh, Darius, man, I, that guy is so he's oh, he's, he's in Get Out and he's yeah. in uh, Sorry to Bother You. He is so good. I love that guy. He's, he's barely a character in the show, but he's still really good. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's 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 a standout. Uh, on a lighter note, I watched the second season of Dragon Prince. I wouldn't mind doing a podcast on that if people were interested. I thought the second season was way better than the first one. Yeah, I agree. Um, or, I, I saw the second season too, and it was definitely an improvement. Yeah, they, they I think they heard the complaints from the audience or you know the watch viewers, and they just like, all right, cool, we can fix that. Easy. I mean, I was and yelling really loud when I was complaining. Yeah, so, so probably heard. Yeah. Me. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. I watched. I've been. I've watched the Fire Fraud one on Hulu. The you know, oh, the, uh, I just watched oh. the Netflix one. Yeah, I so watched I, the I've Netflix seen, one. I've, I've seen, seen them both, both now. Of them. Yeah. Y- yeah, and I yeah, I've seen both of them. I've seen the Netflix one a couple times now, and I I am just super fascinated with those. I think they're just they're well put together first of all, and very entertaining. So I yeah. It, if you haven't seen the Hulu one, I do recommend just just to kind of complete the story. I think kind of kind of completes the picture, if you will. Right. I uh, I uh, I'm glad that I watched them in the order that I did. Um, I ended up liking the Netflix one way more, and and part Agreed. of it part of it is because as someone who works in like event planning, that one really. I watched the Hulu one. I already had a sense of the, the idea of the story and what happened, but even having already watched the Hulu one. While I was watching the Netflix one, as it went on, I, I'm like, how does this keep getting worse? How does this <laughs> yeah. keep getting worse? Yeah. And I, there's a part of me that wants to re, like, because it's, you know, it's like, it's it's kind of R-rated, I, I guess. But I want to re-edit it, like a clean edit, and show it to my class and say, okay, here's the assignment. Fix Firefest. Like, right, no, yeah, I think that would be such a, because we were kind of talking about this a little bit before, but just like the right. logistics of uh-huh. setting up an event what does it take? And no one running Fire Festival knew what it took, and that's why it is what it is. Right. It's, you can't just sit around in a circle and go, "Hey, you know what'd be fun? Let's let's have let's throw a Coachella." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I, it, it is, yeah. There's so many fascinating things about the whole thing, and we, I would actually not mind doing a podcast about that. Just, I mean, it doesn't really fit our medium because it's but i would i would the, though yeah I, put I totally it on would. the put it on the maybe list and let's yeah. uh let's keep our analysis short for the time being what else you've been up to indeed, ryan Davis? indeed indeed um okay the best thing on the list is I, I finally got around to watching the fifth season of samurai jack and that's it which it came out a while ago but oh my <laughs> gosh it was so just the best thing i've seen in a long time it was so enjoyable um never got into that so i mean yeah that was that's super... that's always been on my Again, possibly watch list. So, yeah. But so I've, those those were the highlights, I guess, of what I've been up to. There's some other stuff, but that's yeah. That's cool. Um, uh, Vince, what about you? You've been uh, what? Have, what? Have, what have you been? Uh, what have you been getting yourselves into? Kind of advanced, adventures, little scamp. Well, let's let's talk about some of them. Um, I would actually say I've been trying to dial down a few of my adventures. <laughs> I think I've been venture, adventuring a little too much. What? Um, care to adventure. By that care I mean <laughs> I don't feel like I've actually got any proper sleep in the last six months. And because of that, I'm blaming that primarily on the stupid bird scooters. So I'm going to stop that for a little bit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I stupid, thought you the stupid babies. Yeah, oh, exactly. well, that's also true. Oh my oh, gosh. No. Let me tell you. So trying to potty train <laughs> a two-year-old and a three-year-old at the same time is not easy at all. The two-year-old's gonna be too advanced. You sh- no, look, she, you did, look, look, you need to you need to hypercharge your training for the three-year-old. That way, you can recruit the three-year-old to train the two-year-old. That's how de- yeah, that's how just, that's how positions of power work. That's delegation. So, 
Carter hasn't pooped in like three days. He oh. he just doesn't want to poop. Like he he understands the concept of pooping, but he won't poop in the potty. <laughs> he will not. He won't go poop in the toilet. And it's Mason <laughs> on the other hand just likes to take off her diaper because she still we still give her a diaper and just poop on the floor. Oh, and so boy. we'll just find big piles of poop on the floor. <laughs> I don't know which situation is. <laughs> I mean, I do know, I think, but like just long term. And I can't tell like you how many times I get home from work and I'm like, honey, I'm ho- oh, there's poop on the ground. <laughs> Carter do you is blame holding it in? Paige? No, I don't blame Paige. I well, like the thing I don't understand is like Mason's like concept of because she understands the concept of needing to get potty trained, but for some reason she decides to like like I'd so much prefer if she could just poop in her diaper rather than poop on the floor. She's fighting the patriarchy, Vince. Why do you? Why does she got to go poop in your toilet? Yeah. Why do we got to abide by these rules? Did you set these rules? Who wants this toilet rules? I don't, I don't, don't understand, I don't understand why a toilet is part of the patriarchy. <laughs> Uh, it just it, it's there it's it is okay all right i'm not gonna that's as deep as i want to dive into that um because it's a toilet oh i get it oh so, uh yeah i didn't try that hard on that one um anyway well you know what vince that is adulthood isn't it yeah um there's a lot <laughs> of things that... you don't consider like when you're when you have kids i mean like i just assumed that like i don't remember what it was like potty training myself um but well, I think you potty trained yourself. You didn't yeah. do it. <laughs> but man, I mean, it was it, if it's any if I was anything like my kids are, I I'm well. Glad. You're paying it back. You're, now you're the, the karma's coming back around. It's happening twofold because these two kids are so close in age <laughs> that they're pretty much the same person, just times two. And oh man, it's it's rough. Sometimes I just lay on the floor and let them just climb on me poop like on a you? jungle gym and not poop on me. I haven't let that happen yet. They did pee on um, Paige's mom, though, the other day. Oh, boy. Not simultaneously. Oh. One peed and the other one kind of just watched that happen. <laughs> so that's what my life has been like. I wish I could say I watched a lot of exciting Netflix shows. Um, let's see. What have, what have I watched? You said oh, there was something I've... your kids were watching a hundred times of. Oh, Happy Feet. Yep, I watched. I have seen every single scene in Happy Feet so many times. Vince, your life is my nightmare. It's the weirdest thing. Like, so I understand that Robin Williams plays that one guy, but I think Robin Williams has multiple roles in the movie that he's not credited for. Pretty sure, yeah. Um, like I think he tries to go with like a Spanish accent, and in and he's one of those smaller penguins, not just the the one yeah, with the I, thing I, stuck on his head. I think he is, yeah. It's such a weird movie. I can't believe it was directed by the guy who made Mad Max. I just it doesn't I can't comprehend how That also actually almost makes it make a little bit of sense because the movie's so weird and it's so it doesn't it isn't what you think it's going to be when it you know as it goes. I I don't know. It's yeah, it's the right flavor of weird maybe. I I haven't seen sense. Happy Feet 2, but I now I need to see Happy Feet 2. Apparently. Do it's I need to see cool. Happy Feet 2? Well, you should just to take a break from Happy Feet 1. Yeah, that's... Oh, God, I need a break the, from the, it. The kids aren't going to know the difference. Just put the second one on. But, no, they care about the environmental message. Does it carry on? Yeah, in different ways. It, it has different messages that that are strong, so... Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll give you and your kids 
Happy Feet 2 as a recommendation. Okay. All oh, right. I, oh, wait. One last thing. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Thing. Oh, what did you think? Since we well, we talked about it already, I guess. But um, you think? I, I thought that it was good, but not great. I feel like it, it could have done a whole lot more um, yeah, with the story. Yeah, I, I think it's fun as a concert movie, but it's pretty cookie-cutter as a biopic. Yeah, it just felt yeah. like it played everything so, like, by the books. I don't know. Like, it didn't really... Like, is it is it a movie about the song Bohemian Rhapsody? Is it a movie about the band Queen? Or is it a movie specifically about Freddie Mercury? I felt like it could never quite get that idea down of what it wanted to be. Or is it about the Live Aid concert that it has at the end, which is like the shining moment for the band? Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. It's just a, it's not, it's none of that. It's just a songbook. It's just this is this is an excuse to go through vaguely through the history of the band and play every song that they're they're known for. So you know, it's entertaining in that right, but I don't feel like it's that much deeper than that. You know? Well, yeah, it's like why it's it's like why why was it made if it's just going to be a direct adaptation in the same way that like the Disney live action movies are being made? It's like what what is it trying to say? Is it saying something? Yeah, I guess uh, it's kind of similar train of thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, let's switch gears. Right. Unless you got anything else you got want to share? Any any more poop or pee stories? Oh, I'll have more next week, so you can stay tuned. Oh, stay tuned, listeners, next week for more stories from Vince. Uh, Guilty as charged with the stories. The stories. <laughs> Sean, what have you been up to these days? Um, I've been pooping and peeing. Listen, are are you talking. are you potty training yourself? No, I've already i I've, I've I'm throwing off those shackles of the toilet, like I said. <laughs> Why does your toilet have shackles on it? <laughs> You've seen his That's bathroom. just how I was trained. That's what I'm saying. Is that not how everyone else was trained? Man, this is a complicated topic. What have you been up to recently, Sean? Um, I mainly TV. I haven't watched too many films in the last couple of weeks. Um, movie Pass is on the out and out. Although I did go see that movie Arctic a couple of weeks ago. Have you guys hmm. heard of that movie? Mads Mickelson, our man Mads. He's oh, yeah. in the Arctic and he's getting cold. What's going to happen? <laughs> that sounds like the worst. <laughs> he's getting, it's, he's it was getting pretty cold. good. It's, it's like a survival so, story. It's just like him surviving. So he's in a movie called Arctic, but he's also in a movie called Polar. Yes. I saw that on Netflix and I, I'm like, wait, a, what is what is this? But yeah. the like Arctic is in the theaters and... It was pretty good. It was entertaining. But it's like a survival story, so you know kind of what that is like, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, eh, that, that, that was a movie. And then I saw, yeah, mainly TV. So, same thing. I, I saw Dragon. I watched second season Dragon Prince and finished Kimmy Schmidt, the, the final season mm-hmm. Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, yeah, good. A um, yeah. couple other shows that I think were kind of out when we haven't we hadn't been posted for a while, but... Um, Umbrella Academy, I saw that. I don't know, has anyone else seen that movie or that show on Not Netflix? Yet. It's Oh, the superhero one? Is that the Yeah. It it has some potential and there's some moments that are entertaining. And in general it's okay, but it just eh, it kept it, it felt like it was trying to be Legion and just did not have the same charm or charisma. It, it, it it's n- I can't really highly recommend it. I can't even really normally recommend it. <laughs> it was it's awful. Not ba- it's not bad, though. Um, I saw Russian Doll, which I can recommend. Oh. I did yeah, really that was like good. Russian Doll. Um, that one's just a fun... It's not... I think it's only a couple of... Like, eight episodes or something like that. 
but it's like a trippy kind of psychological drama comedy weird thing um in some ways it reminds me of even maniac Hmm. like not plot wise or anything but just some of the themes and even some of the character stuff um but that was really good and then i saw uh, what else did i see oh that show you have have you guys heard of that show yeah i've heard of it i haven't watched it yet it's like a stalker show thing yeah it's 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 really interesting i thought i liked it i thought it was really good but it's also like it's like this stalker but they they kind of film it and portray it almost like it's a romantic comedy so yeah it's really it's just really interesting um but uh yeah so that's what i've been watching what else i guess that's it i don't know i'm sure there's lots of things like you said it's been a couple weeks but those are the things i remember anyway Hmm. well uh tv wise um i haven't been watching a lot of tv but i uh, mave and i just did finish getting through king of the hill which was uh, another we we did simpsons last year and then we did all 13 seasons of king of the hill i don't know if part of it was that we were finishing it when i was in the hospital or not but that last season, I don't know if you guys... Are any of you guys King of the Hill fans? fans? I used to watch it yeah. pretty frequently, but I don't know if I, don't... I remember any like season. Like I don't know it well enough to know where, what season or what what episodes win and that kind of thing. But yeah. I did, we watched it pretty frequently. Well, we, season 13, the second half of the season got really weird because like, every episode... like Some of them were in HD and some of them were in 4.3 and then... like. Every episode, the characters were off-model, but in different ways. And then there were some episodes that were really dark and sinister that felt like they were written by people who had never worked on the show before. And every and every episode was just... And, and I was I had to, like, ask Maeve, like, this isn't the because of the medication I'm on right now. This is, like... This is weird, right? And she's like, yeah, no, these episodes are strange. And I don't know what happened in that final season if budget cuts and they outsourced to, you know, other countries or what, but... I think it got strange, and then I guess they aired the episodes out of order, so the real season finale aired, like, five or six episodes before it was supposed to. What the heck? And then the last episode that ended up airing was just some random episode about Khan. So, like, and even in Hulu, they never fixed it. They didn't put them in the right order, so... So weird. Why, like, how... I mean, I've heard of other shows doing that, too, and that's happened, but, like, how does that happen? Yeah, I don't know, but the whole thing was a mess, and there's been plenty of time to, like, for streaming, fix that kind of thing, or... Well, I don't know, but it was just, it, it, it was very strange and it, it kind of upsetting in a strange way that I can't quite articulate, <laughs> but it was weird. But anyway, we're trying to, we're looking for something to watch next. We're actually, Ryan, I think it was Great News was your recommendation. Yeah, oh, yeah I did start that too. We were thinking about that might be our next one. Um, yeah, we're not, we're not sure. Yeah. Um, so other than that, you, know, you guys know I've been on uh, medical leave from work, so I've had some time to kill. Um, I've been spending that time seeing a lot of plays and playing a lot of uh nintendo switch um i uh uh i so plays i saw a production of guys and dolls which i'd never seen guys and dolls before um i'm not typically a big fan of classic musicals like anything older than the 70s i start to get like my patience for old musicals kind of not so much um but i really liked it and i thought it was really funny the music was all right but i thought they, the the cast handled it well but the music you know was a kind of old-timey, but it was, I was surprised how much I liked it, how funny it was. Um, I saw a production of Once on This Island, a high school production, which I've worked on with my high school, and my sister was in when she, uh, we were in high school, and uh, the other uh, school in the city just did it. So now all of the schools in my school district have done that show, so it's always fun seeing a sh- show that I've seen multiple times to see how they stage it in different theaters. Um, what else? I'm going to see uh, uh, Legally Blonde the Musical, 
at a local college this weekend. Uh, I've mm-hmm. seen that. Sh- this is going to be my sixth time, six different productions seeing it. I've seen the Broadway one. I've seen Moonlight do it, uh, a high school do it. Um, and I accidentally went to a youth production where there was not anybody older than like 17, which was really awkward and hilarious and like one of the most fun times I've had watching it for all the wrong reasons. Um, How do you accidentally go to a play? <laughs> well, okay. When I first started dating Maeve, I had ta- ranted to her about how much I loved the musical Legally Blonde, as you do when you first start dating somebody new. Of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, she decided to surprise me one day because she saw that they were selling tickets for it at a really nice playhouse nearby um, that has like a professional facility. So she thought it was like a professional production. That same facility also has a side stage that's smaller that anybody can just rent out. And it turned out it was a youth production that had rented out the side stage. So we got all dressed up and fancy to go see this, like what we thought was going to be a professional production of Legally Blonde. And there's, there's at one point there was a three, four year old kid on the stage dressed as a, a bus driver. Walking around in circles, not knowing where he was. The kid in the program was listed as the bus driver. Uh, there's no bus driver character in the musical Legally Blonde. So, um, that, just to give paint, there's just, there's no, there's that character's not a real character. They just put some kid in a bus driver outfit and said, go walk around on the stage at one point. So, um, so that's just to paint a picture that, that was what we saw. Um, it was, it was hilarious for lots of reasons um and then i've seen it what (laughs) i mean i guess i get it but i sure continue (laughs) wait no 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 don't continue yet sean how do you get it i want to (laughs) know i mean i'm just basic i'm trying not to think about it beyond just the basic sense imagery that chewy is describing (laughs) see even even that doesn't think about it beyond that it doesn't make any sense Exactly. It's like a Saturday Night Live sketch. What do you mean yeah. that they put a random person on the <laughs> like? Have you no? There was a Saturday Night Live sketch specifically about bad youth productions of Legally Blonde. I don't know if you guys have seen that SNL sketch. I think I have. Yeah, yeah, it was that. And when we saw that sketch, we were like, "How did they? How did they know about the exact production that you and I went to on accident?" <laughs> because it was the exact same thing. But how did you like? What did he have lines? No. What do you mean he was wandering around like in the I don't know. trial scene? There was they just put a bunch of kids on stage and said, do something that vaguely resembles Legally Blonde the musical. Uh, all right. I, I don't think we should delve any deeper. <laughs> We're touching on topics that, I don't know, should never be mentioned again. <laughs> Continue, though. Anyway, I hope my anyway I hope my sixth time watching Legally Blonde is, is, is good. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, uh, but the other thing I've been doing, um, I mentioned, I mentioned that I got a Nintendo Switch. Um, uh, yeah, my friend Jose sold it to me at a very good price and threw in two games. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, I was in the hospital, so people gave me a bunch of free ones. So now I have a little library. I have, um, Mario Galaxy, not Galaxy, Mario Odyssey, uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, Sonic Mania Plus. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and Mario Kart, and uh, that's a nice little nice little library there. But uh, I've barely scratched the surface of Odyssey and, and Breath of the Wild, but like those games are worth the system just just for yep. that. I mean, I know I'm I know I'm late to the boat on this. I'm I'm kind of late to the party, but I can't like I am just so I've I've barely touched either. Like I've played so much of each game, and I keep discovering things and finding things, and and I like. I have this weird sense of like just pride for Nintendo. Like I feel like they kind of like I don't know. 
saying grew up or like joining the big boys sounds really condescending but like i feel like like breath of the wild is like an actual like these are what games are now and like nintendo did it and did it better than a lot of everyone else so far you know and this is me having barely played it i don't know how you guys feel yeah i mean that i mean that's essentially exactly how i felt and feel i mean when it came out and stuff i mean it does very much feel like, to a certain, as much as I've always loved pretty much every single Zelda, there has always been recently this kind of sense of like, it's not quite the same type and scale as, you know, as your whatever Skyrims sure. and, and Witchers and whatever these big kind of epic fantasy adventure games or whatever, even more linear stuff. It just doesn't, it's not the same you're not they're not in the same box right, right but right. with this came out and it just feels like oh wow they blew blew all of those other ones out of the water not strictly in sense of like oh you have to play it for a thousand hours like it's not so much about purely just hours or time spent in it although you you can spend that much time in there right it's just like the whole design philosophy behind both of those games i think breath of the wild more so than mario but both of them really and just kind of I don't know how fresh, familiar, innovative, you know, I don't know. It's, it, I, I can't really rave too much, uh, uh, you know, enough about those games. Right. Yeah. I do think they're awesome. Yeah. It's become my, my switch has become my new favorite toy and, and the, those games just feel magical when you play them. Mario is magical is a good word for Mario too, because you, you find something and you go, Oh man, this world, yeah. it's alive. It's, it's yep. full of magic. What am I going to find next? You know? Anyway. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's been, you know, when I've been, I've been not working on stuff for school from home to try to be productive. I've been spending a lot of switch time and boy, what a good, what a good product. I love, I love it. What a fantastic little toy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've actually been playing Final Fantasy nine. They re-released on the switch. I know. I've been and... watching. Oh yeah. You see little, yeah, little pops up. Everyone, we're friends. friends. Hey, everyone. Be our friends on switch. Give us your friend code. Actually what that's he does still, is he goes up to Santa Monica past, and he watches it outside your window. So that's how he knows. Yeah, uh, that's fair too. He could do that. Um, but uh, that's one of the reasons. That's one of my. Fa- it's just like if there's now ever a choice between what platform, you know, most games now are you know come out in every system. Mm-hmm. It's just like no, it's a no brainer. I don't even think about it. It's like yeah, I'm getting on Switch. Yeah, I, I've I moved a bunch of I had a bunch of games that were on my Steam library, and I'm like I'm gonna buy this on the Switch because it's on sale, and I don't know, it just seems more convenient. I like I love it. Yeah, what a good idea. Yeah, my friends. <laughs> good job, Nintendo. Good job. My they friends did it. have like an eighty-inch screen, the like TV, and they play the new Super Smash Brothers on there. I'm not oh, yeah. too great at it, but my goodness, watching it in like full HD on this gigantic screen, it's like, it's insane. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's the perfect you know brawl game. It really is. Yeah, Smash is also a good and good addition to any Switch library. Yeah. Yes. Ask oh. us for more rec- Switch recommendations if you're interested, listeners. Yeah, I mean you're not going to, but that's okay. All right. <laughs> well, I think that's everybody. Let's go ahead and switch. Uh, let's what go about ahead. Chris. What is what's Chris been up to? Someone make some kind of animal noise because that's what Chris would do right now. <laughs> Aww. Actually, Chris isn't here. Chris is protesting because of it's Pie Day today. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Whatever. What does that mean? Okay. Is he eating pie? Is that <laughs> he, what it means? That's why exactly he doesn't. He know doesn't eat pie. Not that he, he doesn't, doesn't like pie. pie. He, he doesn't eat pie. 
Oh. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's switch gears. Um, but before we do, uh, part of, it, part of the, the terms of the agreement of this episode is that uh, Vince gets to be on it if we make fun of him incessantly about it. Why are we making fun of Vince today? Do I have to answer oh. that, or do you guys want to answer No, We don't so... really need a reason. But... <laughs> All right. How many of us have seen the movie? I have. I have. I have. Uh, Vince? Guilty as charged. <laughs> what have no, you done, I'm Vince? Guilty. You have not seen it. I've cleaned up poop, okay? You know what I've done, Chewy? That's what I've been cleaning up some poop. Well, know. maybe when we're reviewing Pooper Scoopers, we'll ask you to be on the podcast. All right. I think Brendan Fraser's in that movie, Pooper Scoopers. <laughs> I'm correct. I'm correct in in saying that Vince has read the plot synopsis and knows the beats of the story, but that's it, right? Uh, yeah, that's have it. Have you done that? You yeah. Done that? No, no, yeah, I get so he's, the... Well, he's read that he spoiled the movie for himself, but you know, <laughs> oh my God, but but has that, but still has absolutely no way of reviewing it. So any time that Vince expresses any sort of opinion on this podcast, whether it be about Captain Marvel or not, <laughs> you can disregard it entirely. <laughs> anyway, Vince, you're going to keep your input reasonable. <laughs> you're go- you're going to crack a reasonable amount of jokes, and you're not going to ask us questions about the plot or anything that happens in the movie. <laughs> Do you agree to these terms? I solemnly <laughs> swear that I am up to no good. Excellent. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, I'm going to go ahead and hand this over to Sean, who's going to lead this conversation, because he's much better than I am at these things. Well, I don't know about that, but I'll lead this conversation. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Um, but before we start the conversation, so spoilers. Yeah, Vince, I guess you've already read the plot. Yeah. So who cares about you? But everyone else, if you care about spoilers and haven't seen the film, stop listening right just, now. Just don't listen just to the stop. rest of it. It's gonna, that's what the rest of this episode is going to be. Come back yes. later. What, what? Listen after you've seen the movie. All right. Yeah, do that too. And actually, and potential, just side note, potential for spoilers for any MCU movie. True. Um, just in case you may have missed another MCU movie here or there and we're planning on seeing it at some point, most likely we will get into details of the entire universe. So just a heads up there. Great. Let's do it. Uh, All right. Captain Marvel. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, My initial thoughts, and we'll kind of go around and see what everyone thoughts. I liked it. Didn't love it. It was, to me, it was kind of the middle of the road in terms of the Marvel um, films. Um, I liked Brie Larson. I liked, I think my favorite, actually, was Ben Mendelsohn. I liked him a lot. Yeah. I like some of the thematic stuff, and I think overall the second half was much stronger than the first half. Um, but ultimately, I feel like it was it was just kind of meh in a lot of ways. Okay. I, I, that sounds a lot more negative than I think I'm intending it to be, but I think that kind of encapsulates a lot of my broad feelings, and we'll get into details. But that's those are my thoughts. Fair enough. Chewy, what do you think? Uh, well, I uh, I it took me a little while to get into the movie. Um, I, and I think that something we can come back to, I think there's a conversation to be had about, uh, how some of the nonlinear elements of how they told the story, um, whether they worked or not, but it took me personally a little while to get, uh, invested. Um, for me, it it was very like, uh, this is a lot of sci-fi stuff. This is some Star Trek-y stuff. And I don't know Mm -hmm. what's at stake between these races and I don't know where we are in the space. And, um, and then. Once kind of kind of through most of the first acts, the, I, I got on board and I ended up loving the rest of the movie. Um, I think the movie's definitely flawed. I think that there's 
some stuff that doesn't really work and there's some, you know things that that you can hash out but at the end of the day the movie grew on me and by the end of it i was 100 percent on board i was super into it um and so uh, uh, average everything out i think i'd probably put it somewhere somewhere in the middle with the marvel canon probably edging more towards the top half though uh, i really i really ended up uh, landing in a good place with it Cool. Uh, yeah. Ryan, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think I agree with both of you guys. Middle of the road in terms of the MCU uh, films, which, you know, I, I hate always saying that because, or it's you can't put them all at the top, which most of them are really, really good. Right. So even saying middle of the road means it's a good, it's a good time. Um, for me, anyway. Uh, so I did like it, but I didn't love it. I think I was a little disappointed by, or... I walked out not liking it as much as I wanted to like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. I kind of felt that too. Yeah, because just well, one I like Brie Larson, and I did like her in this film. I thought, in fact, I thought the movie, like she was better than the movie was. If, yeah. if that makes sense. I kind of think so too. Yeah. So yeah, I, like, I kind of had this thought where I don't know if it was a miscast. Like I don't think she was mass cast because I think she was really good, but I just felt maybe the writing or slash directing it. I felt like the filmmakers didn't know quite what they wanted to do with her. And she, you know, that agree. makes sense, but I think no, a hundred percent agree. I a hundred percent agree. I know what you mean. In fact, I, I kind of, I felt like it's like the mo- the tone of the movie didn't match her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if the movie was taking itself too seriously and she was trying to be playful or it, it was just, it felt like a little bit of a or vice mismatch. versa. Sometimes. You know, so, what it, yeah, it, it felt like to me is that like, the writing for her character needed a little bit more capable hands because it felt a little lost. And I felt like she was doing mm-hmm. a lot of course correction at any given time yeah. to try to take Agreed. these, di- cause she's yeah. written differently in different scenes a little bit. And I feel like she's trying to, she's, she's working overtime trying to get this character to mesh together in a consistent way. And it feel you can kind of, that's one of the flaws I kind of felt is that her character yeah. is a little inconsistent yeah. from moment to moment, but it does, but it's not of any fault of her. I think if anything, she's no. probably driving the character in a more consistent yeah, way. I, I, I completely I mean, I, agree. Yeah. I think it's um, just like you're saying it kind of, that she's kind of course correct. And, and I think in the end, it kind of makes the character feel a little bit um, undefined and just kind of like a, Blah, kind of a mishmash of ideas and kind of motivations whereas any given scene or moment she as an actress is is like yeah i get it i know why she's doing this and she's really good right but just your general sense of carol danvers is just kind of like yeah, i don't really get a good sense of who this character is or at least as, as strong as i would was hoping for i guess right it's right. not a, it's not a train wreck but it's not where i want it to be yeah, exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if this is a fair, like, uh, statement, but, it, you know, Matt saying that the story or, or, or her character felt a little mishmash or, or whatever. But, like, looking at the credits, it was like there was, like, something like five writers mm. for the screenplay or something. So mm-hmm. I feel like if it was in too many hands, maybe it lacked a consistent vision. And that might not be fair because I don't know what it looked like in the writer's room. But, right. um, but yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I think just one other, I guess, as a just kind of like the overall feeling it felt like a lot of the scenes didn't play out the way they thought they were going to like it and I, I w- i'm gonna say editing was the problem with that like it just oh i feel like you could have gone back and, and retweak this a little bit like cut this shorter make this longer and you would have gotten better play out of certain scenes and mm. um I, I, like this the scene i i'm gonna cite right here is the scene where ben uh, Mendelssohn at the end where it was supposed to be a humorous moment. Or I guess it was, but where, you know, Nick 
Furious' eye scratched, right? We all, right. you know, we all knew it was going to come, but whatever. And, and he's like, oh, and, you know, he makes some comment like, oh, it's just a scratch, no big deal. And it cuts to, you know, Ben's character, and he says no. And then it cuts to, like, another scene. And and it took the audience in my, in my theater about a, a full second to realize, oh, that was – he was saying no in response to the thing that Fury said. We're supposed to laugh at that. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys. Yeah, have... I, I don't remember that specific example. The, the thing is, I do remember a weird. I just have an. I I remember a weird feeling from that scene, but yeah. I don't remember that specific cut. Uh, but that's probably what it was. Yeah. But I totally yeah. do, and I I get you were saying because I do think there was kind of throughout the film there was a couple of moments where it was just like, were they trying to punch up the joke and it just didn't miss and it fell flat right. or what were they trying yeah, to do there? And for me, that's. I'm kind of like if something's off in a movie and I can't quite put my finger on it, like what's what's not working here. I usually start thinking, like, oh, is it the editing? And that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. Like I kind of look in that direction, like oh, something isn't working for me. It's just something is a little off in all the scenes. I mean, on top of all the other issues we've already mentioned. Right. I, uh, but yeah, I think you might have hit upon something because I, you were talking about how you think some of the scenes didn't play out the way they thought they did, and I I I was thinking there was one or two action scenes specifically where I, they felt. For back, lack of a better term, soggy, like mm. like they weren't quite hitting. They weren't quite hitting as hard. They weren't quite. Yeah. It was a little lag, yeah. laggy in the pacing, and and it, I, that was something I noticed in a, a couple of the like run down the halls, fighting, di- dipping, dodging scene scenes. The one particularly where they're going into the the faci- the like the Area Fifty One ish facility. Yeah, the, there were a couple moments where it just kind of uh, yeah, it's soggy. Is the word that I'm looking for, and I think overall there's an editing. There's some, there's some kind of editing thing probably, going on. But I like that term. Right? I do too. Like I, I don't know if I would have used that word myself ever, but it, <laughs> yeah, it kind of does capture. Yeah, yeah. I think I get it. yeah. So I think maybe there might be. Yeah, the, the this could have gone through another edit and maybe been a little bit snappier and uh, you know yeah. picked it up. It did. It wasn't a big detriment to the movie for me because I think for the most part the action set pieces worked and also a hey, train fight. Um, I do yeah. like the train. I, I like that whole sequence one because I live in LA and I take the train very often. Yeah. So any, uh, it's always cool just to see something in a movie that you're familiar with because we're all petty, well, silly human beings. We but, we uh, uh, so that was fun. We made a big deal in uh, in Coracast when uh, Legend of Korra did a train fight. Ryan, I don't know if you remember okay. us screaming train fight. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I yelled out train fight in the middle of the theater. Uh, during this movie when train fight happened. <laughs> I hope you appreciate that. <laughs> I do. I very much do. Okay. I regret not doing it in my audience. Oh, uh, yeah. That's okay. We would have done If we had been seen it together, it would have yeah, happened at the same time. Would that would have been a magical moment. Yeah. That's okay. That's all right. Um, so kind of a couple of general thoughts that I had that I think kind of helped define a little bit why some of the things that didn't quite work for me is um, – as much as I, like I said, I liked Brie Larson, I think the character of Carol Danvers was a little ill-defined. But I think the film, in a lot of levels, worked a little bit more so as a as the connective tissue of an MCU piece, right? Than standing a self, uh, standing so much on its own. And I know, and, and this isn't actually a criticism, honestly, because I do think there, I think we get so bogged down, like, does the movie stand on its own? Well, if not, it's not good. And I don't really think that's a valid criticism, especially in the day and age of 
MCU or CU's. Well, that's the thing is things. that and sequels. I mean, a sequel on its own doesn't necessarily have to stand on it. Like, what does that even mean? Right. Well, we used to um, be able to have to, to think about that, but MCU is a new thing. There's not been a yeah. series that's gone on this long, so we have to maybe redefine our rules for this kind of stuff. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. I like, I don't, if you're going strictly by those types of definitions and, and some sort of measurement as if something is good based solely on that or that being a huge factor, like Infinity War. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone's going to argue that stands on its own, right? right? So, But I don't think that detracts or makes it any less of a film. And I think, to an extent, the same with this. Right. Um, the one issue I have, though, and this is kind of a... I don't know what you guys think, is that... So, if you know the MCU, you kind of already know all the plot... Quote-unquote plot twists that are going to happen. You know who the Kree are. You know some <laughs> yeah. of these characters as bad guys. So I feel like the film, in a, in a kind of small way, is trying to have it both ways. And that's mm. where it kind of bristled with me. Where it's like, wait, are you wanting us to be surprised when we find out Jude Law is a bad guy? Oh, t- but I think but uh, you're also relying on us knowing about the MCU. So which is it? Like, yeah. how do you want us to react to this? I don't know. I think I, 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 don't, I think I may be on the opposite side of you here because I feel like for most people watching these movies, like the ma- the vast majority i don't think they're necessarily going to remember who the kree are or the fact that the guy on their team was the guy at the beginning of guardians of the galaxy things like i think those are things that most people need to be reminded of and they go oh right okay yeah i kind of remember that i think that yeah, stuff maybe. i think if you're really invested in this and you're someone who gets really into it i think it it you deserve to know, you know you know what i mean like it, you you figured it out cool you were paying attention this is your reward you kind of are able to see how these things link together. I feel like it's a different dynamic depending on how into the MCU you are because a lot of people are just casual watchers and will probably forget about the movie until the next one they see, you know? Yeah, yeah actually... I mean, it, I, yeah, sorry, go yeah, yeah, no, Well, yeah, I just want to kind of... I like the word reward there because that's sort of how I describe a lot of these MCU uh, movies or just, I guess, nerd movies or I don't know what you want to call them. But, sure. Um, movies that are driven from uh, an otherwise, you know, deeper p- place of lore. Uh, you know, like looking at the the recent Spider-Man film, Spider-Verse, right? You don't have to know everything about Spider-Man or the extended universe to, to get and enjoy the film. But you're rewarded for every piece of knowledge that the movie references that the general audience doesn't know, right? And I think, right. you know... That's kind of the way I think about it. It's like you're you're rewarded, but you're not. It's kind of like finding a secret in a video game. You, you can complete the game without ever finding that secret, but you're you feel a sense of reward when you find it, right? Right. Yeah. No, I totally get that, and I, I agree with all of that. I guess what I'm saying is that I think it kind of undercuts it if it's an emote like rewarding is one thing and adding context and a little bit of back knowledge and like oh I get it, but I think that if it's if it's um, undercutting an emotional beat of the film that the arc and characters are reliant upon i think that kind of goes across the line hmm. it's no longer a reward you're undermining some of what the film is ultimately trying to do right, right. so i agree that okay. the kree and some obscure but things like ronin like i don't think that was as much like when you see ronin is, is on the same side as jude law it's like oh wait he's obviously a bad guy like yeah. I, I mean i guess they are a little bit more obscure and so you're right there are definitely people who it, it, it works for them and they that that emotional payoff it, it's still valid but I, I guess i think there's enough of the audience that to me i just and again and it's more of a question i'm not saying it's purely a bad thing it was just something that i definitely was aware of and it's just like eh, 
I wonder how this plays in the general audience. Right. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Sure. What's up? Go. So if you were to like, because I think that this movie also is kind of unfairly placed in the MCU in terms of the quality that we are currently receiving in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and also just where it's at the, it's at the very, the finish line. How would you know if it's unfair if you haven't seen it then? So let me finish what I'm saying. I get what you're, I get what you're saying because you're right. I haven't seen it. But what I'm trying to say is if you look at like the other, you know, standalone movies that we've had, I mean, this isn't in, this isn't like Iron Man 2. And it's not like yeah. like the incredible. Well, that's what Hulk. I'm saying. Is that but, I do think it's comparable to to me. It, it lines up pretty easily, not easily, but with the with Ant Man or the first Captain America. Like I probably like this more than the first Captain America. Me too. And even the first Thor. Like I agree that you know it's the first. It's an origin iteration story. of this well, character. Yeah. The origin story. Yeah. <laughs> My it, question it, was because it's hard to putting it in between Infinity War and Endgame when those like people just want to know what happens. After yeah. Infinity actually, War, everybody I does. Wanna, I actually want to address that because I was going to talk about that a little bit earlier and I forgot. But um, we were talking about just kind of like the payoff and, uh, you know, finding these things out when we already know information from other movies like with the Korean and whatnot. I was mm-hmm. going to say that this movie in particular feels very prequely, not as Star Wars prequely, but just... But what I mean yeah. is that, yeah, they jump around in the timeline with these movies, but this one specifically felt like a prequel in yes, the Marvel universe, yes. and I can't Which, think, I can't pinpoint another movie in in the timeline that really feels like it was built as a prequel. You know? Okay. And that kind of is my my actual question. <laughs> kind of was if you were to take this movie and place it on the MCU timeline, other than where it is right now, where would you put it? Oh, like that's, in a terms good, of, that's a really good question. I don't. You mean just chronologically? Like if, so okay, like, it, like it, not an opinion based. It would be the first one. Like if it would I, be after, well, it would be when did it actually Captain well, America? Well, chrono- chronologically, well, Captain America, then this one. That's if you're trying to watch in timeline order. But I, I think what you're asking actually, is that if because I've always wondered about this because people argue just with Star Wars, they argue about if you're trying to get into the MCU for the first time, mm-hmm. is there a specific order? And I'm yes, I'm wondering. I, mean. uh, I I have always been of the opinion watch them in release order, but there are some people that say do them. Chronologically, there are some people that say make a couple moves. It's kind of like the what is it, the machete order for machete Star order. Wars, and and that's the thing. And I and I have to. This is the the movie so far that I think for the most part it doesn't really matter. But this is the one that kind of throws the in, the wrench into the equation for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know if I. Would... I do think it. This would be better if you had watched it without seeing a lot of these other. Films. I don't know. That's the thing. I'm really. Yeah, I'm not. I'm know. not really sure. Maybe I've been not. trying. I don't know. I've been thinking about that, but I, I'm not sure how, how where I land on if it would be better or worse if you, you know, if you removed it or if you knew everything. What if that you, you had knew. only seen Guardians of the Galaxy, like the first Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, this one pairs surprisingly well with Guardians of the Galaxy. Actually, this, thematically. Yeah, this film. I think, like I said earlier, I think it works to me on a level. There, it works better on a level of just the connective tissue of the Marvel universe because this it doesn't really amazing or interestingly good job of blending the street level kind of superhero of the, some of the Marvel films with the cosmic yeah. of the Sims, right? That's what I mean. Like Ant-Man in a lot of ways, it felt like an Ant-Man. Like it's just this one kind of person and it's got its she's thing. doing her thing and it's they're just like going through offices and stuff. But then there's a giant space monster, you know, not monster, but you know, like fleet that's going to destroy the planet. Yeah. And it still all makes sense in the context of this film whereas usually the other films are one or the other right Right. yeah that's a good point yeah Uh, i did feel that way absolutely um 
right, do you think this is a good a right. good move? Like, are are you more excited or less excited leading into Endgame? I'm I'm more excited. Okay. Mm, about the same. I, don't I think know if equal. This yeah. Too much. No, I I think part of it was the build for me because um and I I don't know how much of this aspect of the plot you want to get into, but um that that she's. You, uh, she she gets criticism for the same reason that Superman gets criticism because she's just super overpowered. Yeah. But the movie yeah. doesn't start her there. Um, it I the move as a movie as an arc, it has her grow in a realistic I felt um, pace so that when she's really powerful at the end of the movie, it's like it's a payoff. And for me, it was satisfying. Um, so just as a singular movie unit, you go, oh man, okay, this is what she's capable of. This is what's going on. And so for me, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to see her in the next the next time I see her. <clears throat> Actually, I do have a lot of thought. Like, because honestly, when I first saw it, I was just like, eh. I, I, like she became so powerful that I kind of lost any sense of like, sure, uh, yeah, f- of threat or, or any like. It's like, oh, okay, well, I guess what's what's at stake anymore? She could just do whatever she wants. Um, and and I, I I don't know if it was because partially kind of how she got her powers. Cause I, I didn't really, I, I, I didn't feel like earned, not that she didn't do something to get her powers, but it just felt like such a weird happenstance of how she got her powers. Mm-hmm. And I even went online to look to see in the comics and I couldn't find a good answer of how Captain Mario gets her powers in the comics. Um, but it just felt like, oh, okay, I guess she just stood next to an explosion. And <laughs> now she's the most powerful thing in the entire universe. Like, there's like, okay. But the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, why am I bristling so much at like how um, she got her powers or why she, I think she's so powerful. And I think part of it is because I, they try to do it all in one film or like, I haven't grown to know this character as much. So I'm just not as attached to her as a character. So I, I, Whereas, like, with Thor, Thor, so by the end of Infinity War, Thor was maybe one of my favorite characters and not my favorite Avenger, just because I've been, I've grown so much with him. But it's kind of the th- same thing. Like, what is Thor's weakness? By the end of the films, he just is kind of inver- invulnerable, right? Right, yeah. Right? Like, he can't fly around, I guess. But, like, everything you throw at him, he basically just survives. Right. And, oh, he's a god. He breathes. and Like, so it there is a sense of power creep throughout these films. But when I was okay with it with, like, Thor or even some of the other characters, it just it felt like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Because that's my old friend. I, you know, he's right. earned it. He's gone through this. Whereas yeah. this, it's just like I haven't felt been as around her as much or as, as much time. So it just felt like I don't. I I don't know how to really explain it, but you know I haven't had that emotional journey, so it doesn't match the power. The, the right power, right. and I, I get the, what I actually would kind of disagree with you what, with what you said about Thor. In my opinion, I actually feel like there's never been a moment now where Thor has felt more vulnerable. Like, well, and, or, he's what, felt more emotionally vulnerable. Emotionally, but I just yeah. think physically, like, like what can kill Thor? I mean, if we're going based off the first. I mean, when he had Mjolnir, you thought that that was like an invincible weapon that could just destroy anything. I would say Ragnarok yeah. started shattering that idea of Thor as an invincible character. Infinity War definitely backed that idea up with the way. That- yeah, I, I, again, I, I'm not saying the character. I think that's part of it. I think you're getting to the point of what I'm saying is that I ha- I've seen Thor vulnerable as a character, so I'm more forgiving of him as like this physically invulnerable thing because yeah. i know he's been weak and he's torn down and all this stuff so when he breathes in space and withstands the power of a sun to me i don't really mind that as much or question like well, how could he survive that because i i've seen him in his lowest whereas with carol danvers she's destroying entire fleets 
and I, I, I personally did not feel like I was, I've been, you know, on that same emotional journey with her. Yeah. yeah. That's just me. That's just what I'm saying. So anyway, I don't know if that That's the thing. That's what bit. makes it so hard about having an origin story like this right before Endgame. Mm-hmm. It's like, like if, if Carol Danvers was given the amount of screen time that Thor has been given, perhaps you could mm-hmm. get there. But we're about to reach the end of all of these characters' journeys that we've been on for 10 years. And Carol yeah. Danvers' journey has just gotten started for us. It's like you can't you so, can't reach that emotional point yet because we haven't been with her long enough. Yeah. 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 No, I I kind of actually agree with all of you. I think one thing that may have helped us get to that point of like accepting her omnipotence would be like maybe make this movie a little longer, maybe shorten some other times, and let her go back to the Cree world and like in some respects get her like revenge or something actually this doesn't make sense you probably do it as a sequel or something right let her go through thor's path and get stronger once she has her sequel or something and then bring her back to the final one i don't know it that's an entirely different concept but i do agree with you that we didn't really get to see her earn maybe her powers and for me i think a lot of the can uh i don't know maybe not confusion but just comes whatever it is comes from the fact that well, I don't really understand what her powers are. Like, yeah, not really I, that's ever definitely defined. part of it, too. And, I mean, that's to say, like, oh, well, what's Thor's power? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think I know what Thor is. He's just a super-duper strong dude, and he has a super-powerful weapon, and and he's the god of thunder. Okay, that's, I think, enough. We can see him do what he does, and that, through demonstration, tells me what his powers are. But her, she can shoot fire things out of her hands, yeah, I mean it's kind of you know, similar to like I guess, like the he he's the, he's the closest or she's the closest thing to like the Hulk in terms of how they got their powers. Right? It was an accident yeah. that they just sure. obtained these powers and they aren't sure. What, like the Hulk, because I mean, uh, well, no, I mean the Hulk. I I everyone knows what the Hulk. Yeah, he's we just now know like his super duper powerful, but are just strong, just physical strength. That's well, we power. don't know the limits technically, right? To the Hulk's power, like it. It's technical. Yeah, but he's not shooting things out sure, of his hands. Sure, he's not shooting right. laser beams. Like, and then is. all of a sudden she can fly, and she can then just withstand any sort of attack against her. And then all of a sudden she's just smashing through fleets. Like, you know what I mean? Like, So, so she, yeah, she's just Superman that can shoot Yeah, th- I think the funny I thing, too, is that, like, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, if she is Superman, I think I would be a little bit like, okay, I, I get it. But even Superman, I have a, like, I could tell you what Superman's powers are, right? I think we right. all could. Right? But I couldn't tell you... Exactly. What her powers are exactly. So I other think than th- just like generals, she's powerful, right? So I think that to me was one thing that, yeah, it didn't because it didn't develop it right. They never mm-hmm. like spent time in the movie really kind of showing us what she can do. You know what I mean? Like building yeah. it up. It's just kind of it all happens in the last five minutes. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. Like, like I said, I was looking in kind of on the wikis and stuff about what her power. And the funny thing is, it's even pretty vague in the comics. It sounds like what her really? powers are. Um, but the other thing too is, there's been like so many Captain Marvels, and so it's also just kind of confusing in terms of, in that regard uh, too. So okay, there's well, been seriously, there's been like seven or eight different Captain Marvels. So. Oh well. Wow. Well, one yeah. thing. This is just coming from a friend who who actually was just messaging me while we we're on the podcast. But um, he was saying that her like quote unquote true power is her quote unquote perseverance. Um, like, I don't know. I think, I guess every hero has to have like a, like a physical manifestation of their power, like flight mm-hmm. and then like an emotional power, mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. sense. So they didn't, it felt like they, he was disappointed to see that she did. They didn't really even really address her emotional power. 
And I think they tried so, to do it in, in a way because they they had the they were you know the, during the montage when she fights the AI, there's that her, her the montage of her standing right that was supposed to be the physical visual metaphor mm-hmm, of sure. her perseverance because sure. that's the the time then that everything comes together for her and I think that's probably what they were trying to maybe go more go for um, just yeah, kind of the true. internal strength you know and it didn't need to be spelled out you know because because I I don't. I mean, I've been quiet about this, but I don't really care what specifically her powers are. In this, in this, I mean, I don't care so much. You, you know, to me, it's more no, a reflection okay. of how my emotional connection right. to her. And that, like, it's just yeah, that, that's how why that's the only reason I care. Really. Right, and that, right. that's the thing is this the, for me how I mentioned earlier how the movie built and then kind of like it was satisfying at the end, and it's part of it for me is that like it. You know her. What she can do is pretty vague, but it was that kind of the culmination of, you know, her her character arc being the thing that unlocked everything. So then you're then for me, I'm going like, yeah, all right, I'm rooting for you, and also right. you're kicking butt, and visually this is fun, and it's a fun little roller coaster, you know, finale. It's like you know, little reward. <clears throat> I know that's how I yeah. felt. <clears throat> I mean, I think that to me it worked best um, on. Like when I wasn't thinking about too much her character, because like I said, I did have issues with the with the character, but I do think thematically it kind of worked in the on the idea that like you know we 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 constantly you know limit ourselves and and constrain ourselves because of other people's limitations, right. or we often define ourselves based on other people's limitations, and mm-hmm. and you know if if we didn't do that, we would be you know capable of so much more. So I I think that works. I think in a lot of ways. But I, I think in, it, it it didn't always hit the clarity I was hoping for mm. in like these big superhero films where I definitely appreciate subtle appreciate subtlety in any film. But I think you know in, in you know big superhero films the kind of thematic message is sometimes just like you know give me a, a little bit more of a focus on that and how it pertains specifically to the character I'm following. And that stand-up montage hit, I think, visually was the key part where that kind of hit to that. Mm, yeah. Um, but I think it just wasn't backed up in a lot of the, just like the rest of the the filling of the scenes and her interactions with a lot of the other characters. It never really felt like those elements were really at play. Um, and and, that's, that's and it could just be my person, you know, a lot of stuff I'm missing on. That's I, I appreciate that too. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not going to disagree that all of those moments could have been fleshed out a little bit more earlier in the movie so yeah. that that montage unedited yeah, could exactly. hit a little bit harder. I, yeah. I would have liked to see that because, again, I think her character development is probably, I think, it's probably the thing that if you tweaked that, it would a lot of the stuff in this movie would come yes, fall into place. I agree. Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Um, oh, this is a small side note, uh, but the, did you guys think it was kind of like, like, dude, that's not cool when she's telling her friend who has a mother and a family, like, no, yeah, come up here and risk your life. And I just, thought like, that too. I was like, her, her friend like, in front what? of her daughter, she has a like, daughter. Don't be a coward. Come up here. Yeah, that like, was. I, it was kind of played for laughs, and I, it really wasn't that important. I'm not, but it was kind of like really. Like, yeah, well, I thought the same thing. Yeah, a little bit, but I was. I don't know. I was actually, from a philosophical standpoint, I was pretty on the fence. I don't know. I was pretty pretty in the middle. I'm not sure which which you know which is the more morally acceptable decision to make there. You know. Like bringing her friend, like who knows that could get the job done to save everyone. <laughs> save everybody. right, yeah, or leave her because yeah, she's a, a mother. I don't know. I honestly not sure where I stand. It's good. That's true. Is it utilitarian? Do you 
do you change the train to the other track and right exactly kill the one person or save while them? we're calling out specific uh, scenes since we were talking earlier about wait. um about uh establishing uh you know her strength with the stand-up montage um, i want to swing the other end of the pendulum on that theme um so uh i'm just a girl was a little on the nose don't you think yeah um, now, here's, the here's the thing here's the thing oh yeah i actually um loved that scene <laughs> but while i was watching it because I, i'm a no doubt fan and i love that song and like i'm like mm, this yeah. is fun and this is a fun action scene so i actually yeah. loved that scene but while i was watching it i was also thinking like if I was in a pitch meeting for this scene and someone pitched this, I would say, yeah, we're not doing that. That's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, you know I know what exactly felt like? what you mean. You know, it I'm... felt like a DC film. Uh, yeah, like, it did. Yeah. But again, right? specifically it... for me, it worked because I like the song. Yeah. But I yeah. was a little too on the nose for the you know what they're trying to do there, I think. Yeah, I, I felt that scene was the worst violator. I thought the "Come as You Are" scene that works for me worked. Yeah. It, it worked. It worked just fine for me. It was again. I felt like a little heavy-handed. Um, it worked, but the uh, "Just a Girl" was definitely on the nose. In fact, I kind of felt like that whole scene existed just to have that song play. Because it was like, why is she fighting these guys? They they never really were established characters. Do I care about her conflict with them? No, I don't. Like, she just this just give her a scene where she could. Beat I mean, up a we bunch need a good fight scene at the end. So, yeah, just yeah. okay. All right, here here you go. I guess beat these guys up. I guess without it, that I guess without it, that the, it, the pacing probably because they spent a lot of time talking on that ship, and I they yeah. probably needed to break break some things up a little bit. Yeah, and and, and the whole um, tension in the scene with the lunchbox is like, wait, you showed us it's not in there. There's no tension. Right, like, yeah. what are you trying? to do with this scene so I, I didn't that scene didn't it was a fun scene um but it it overall didn't my, the, my better the, really the, the the smarter part of my brain goes no you no this wasn't good but you know <laughs> yeah. but i'm overwhelmingly feeling well no, you know what the other it, it just kind of clashed because the rest of the song the rest of the film like you had these 90s songs and it and it seemed to be more establishing mo- mood and kind of hitting our nostalgia and like okay it kind of works on that level but I, I like a pop song during a fight scene. It's it just Suicide felt... Squad. Yes, yeah, it's, that's, I mean that's why I said DC yeah, film. DC yeah. film, but it reminded right. me so much of Suicide Squad, and it just like yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. but um, you know what? Marvel, I'll let you have one. I'm gonna let you. I'm yeah. gonna let you have this. I mean, one. honestly, just don't it do it again com- for a if, while. <laughs> if that's our biggest criticism, it's not that bad. Like, no, you, like they should but, have a scene yeah, in can't. Endgame where they're all beating up Thanos, and it's played to All Star by Smash Mouth. That's the only way this can end. <laughs> that's the, that's the only way. Um, actually, uh, I was thinking about the. I think one of the reasons, maybe the kind of culmination of her powers at the end, didn't also kind of hit that that sweet spot for me, is because the villain in this film was not great no yeah i mean, agree with you there yeah. I, yeah and so it didn't feel as cathartic when like yeah because it was kind of it was just Jude law kind of and he was just a guy yeah <laughs> so i was just like yeah. some, some guy. i mean that scene when she shoots him is good i like that scene and i think that was one of the I, actually that was one of my favorite moments actually yeah. um entertaining yeah that i think good. just it worked on so many levels i think that's where the payoff thematically really you know worked for me and stuff but ultimately him as a character and just like it is like yeah, I don't know. He was not that great, especially after coming off like Thanos and Killmonger and right. some of these you know better villains we've had, mm-hmm. at least better defined for sure. It was just like yeah, yeah. I, what do you think about um, whatever Ronan showing up at the end? Like at first I thought it was like oh this might be kind of interesting and they that her just kind of like 
going uber mode super saiyan mm-hmm. and just going crazy obviously it gave her a reason to do that which was very satisfying yeah, and awesome it was fun yeah, but yeah. His, his yeah right like so all that was gold stars but then him his little line like I- i'm coming back for the weapon for the girl but going back to sean's point about they're kind of relying on the audience to know what happens and the fact that that doesn't happen in any <laughs> way whatsoever fell so flat for me well here's the thing it was like yeah. what? I, what i agree with you on that level because i did think about the fact that he meets his end in guardians of the galaxy which we've already seen right. but at the same time i also feel like this dysfunctions as a sequel because i or as a prequel i mean it's written as a prequel because i feel like if we got another Captain Marvel, it would happen in the time from when she left Earth till she shows some unspecified time. Yeah, because right. apparently Endgame, that will be the first time she comes back to Earth sure. since this happened, which means she's out on the other side of space doing who knows what. That could still be... Yeah, he he could true, still right? be her villain if they made if they made Captain Marvel 2 take place during that time gap, which I would be fine with. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would be okay with that. I'd, I'd be okay with that, that yeah. you're right. If they Captain Marvel 2 just... While things are out in space, just like Guardians or whatever, and then yeah. and then that's that's actually kind of an interesting way to do uh, more phases in this in this universe because yeah. they they could they do a whole parallel. T- it's not a t- parallel timeline. It's literally what's been happening all along the whole normal timeline yeah. in another part of space, and then you get really cosmic, and you you could go all the way back. We already have. We're in the nineties. You could be doing stuff that's happening parallel to all the movies that we've already seen. You could literally go back to the beginning of the timeline and do this. Here's what else is happening. That would be a really interesting yeah. way to to do more yeah. another phase. You know what I mean? And then they don't have to think about what the next hmm. big Th- Thanos thing is for that a while. That would be cool. That would be interesting, especially if they get like do if they do get the rights to like Fantastic Four, who in the comics are always about like they have the potential to go on these cosmic things like like you know what i mean yeah. like just down the line years you can incorporate a couple other things that are interesting um also it might help <laughs> make it a little bit more plausible that like nick fury hasn't called her in 30 years exactly like, <laughs> did anyone else feel like I mean, I get yeah, it. I, I know what like... you got to do as a film. I know what you got to do. But I was like, eh, really? especially so in real have to remind me. I, I, so in Avengers one is the the cruel right. The, or is it the scroll? It, it's or it's that attack. It's, it's the Chitari. Yeah, it's Chitari. It's they're the not Chitari, Chitari that are they're on it's neither. They're on loan from uh, Thanos, Thanos, and Loki or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On... Oh, okay. Yeah. There what did you... Oh, any... okay. Well, anyway, I, I was thinking that he would have called her for that if it was like a galactic threat that he already knew about. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, perhaps. Okay. But all right, they they, yeah. they were on it. They handled it. What did you guys yeah, think of this CG work on Sam Jackson to make him look young? Actually, that was you good. know what I actually I, thought it was really I, good. I think overall, and this is part of the conversation I was having with Maeve uh, later on because you know she's not really into this, so we th- talk a lot about like how much how easy is this movie to watch if you're not part if you don't haven't seen any you know most of the Marvel mm-hmm. movies. We always talk about that, but I think I we I was really not sure with this one, and we you you know we all talked about it a little while ago, but I think part of the redeeming things for if you haven't been up on your Marvel lore is that. Sam Jackson and Brie Larson have such great banter and chemistry, I feel like, that, like, I feel like it's strong on its own because of, like, they're the core of the movie and they work, they really work for me. I mean, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury doesn't even seem like Nick Fury. He's a completely unique character for this movie. And it was so much fun getting to know that character and watching him banter with, with Carol. Like, I don't know, that, that for me is like where the movie kind of 
you know, holds it, yeah, holds it together. Yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. And I think the movie, if you take in the second half, then when you throw um, Ben uh, Mendelsohn into it, he becomes like this yeah. oddly unexpected humorous element. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of feel like they made a mistake in, in doing a Suturu and that they should have had him in, been part of the team earlier on in the film because I felt like there was there could have been more opportunities, especially since, I, I mean, it, the, obviously the plot had to work the way it did. I mean, you know, maybe, but, but then what we got was a Zuko situation, enemy, and now he's a friend. Oh, he's true. our ally now. What what new resources do we have? I don't know. I, that 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 that's how it worked for me. Yeah, no, I I mean, the, right, the plot had to work the way it did right. for a lot of reasons. Uh, I just I just because I think. I I really liked his character, like just like a ton. And so when he became part of the team, I was just like, oh man, I wish this is how it was the whole time. They would have been this yeah. crazy trio. <laughs> and and uh, I guess a little bit. I uh, I sometimes this movie it worked okay, so I'm not gonna really fault it. But the whole trope of, hey, we, do you want to just talk about this? Now let's immediately resolve things with 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 battle and in uh, <laughs> subterfuge like that whole thing like uh, i mean i'm yeah. gonna forgive this movie because every movie not every movie but plenty of things have done it before so uh, yeah. yeah uh also is it weird that i always think it's weird when they have like a uh like ben Mendelssohn. like i said how much i thought he was great in this, but but he um he's in the makeup for most of the movie but he was the human you know he's the human yeah. guy for a little while there isn't it strange that like anytime they have a like they obviously are doing it because it's Ben Mendelsohn. They want him to play that character the whole time. But, like, why would he turn into his human, like, form <laughs> from, like, why wouldn't he just be another guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I'm not going to think about that. It's, yeah, that, that's okay. Right. I didn't, it's fine. Because he turned into these other people who were clearly other people. But then when he was that guy, he just like, I'm. what would I look like as a human? This is me and you. <laughs> Let him let him Anyways. express his creativity. He needs an outlet. <laughs> um, uh, what was he gonna say? Oh, well, the other thing, well, kind of what you're tapping on too is um, kind of the comic booky comic bookiness and just kind of the action, like you were saying, Ryan, too. And yeah. I I think just kind of going back to the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's funny to or interesting to think about how far it's come because. We think of the Marvel MCU now as this big, flamboyant, colorful, blasty, comic booky thing. And somehow they turn it into this exactly or very close to what we've always wanted the comics adaptations to be. Or if we ever were to imagine it. But if you go back to the original Iron Man, it's actually pretty grounded, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. I remember, right? Yeah, but, and yeah. how far they've been able to come. Like, it's no, you know, it was no Nolan Dark Knight or anything like that. But it was like... Like, this was a grounded was superhero film. It was right. plausible. And every iteration since then, it's like, I don't know, are the audience is going to buy Captain America with a super serum? I don't know. And, yeah, of course, is the audience going to buy Thor, this weird god? And, you know, like, they've just been gradually upping the ante into turning it into what it is. But it started, and it's a very, very grounded, gritty, plausible, you know, just like yeah that's just reality it's it's not superpowers or craziness it's just this normal reality i built a robot suit i don't know just yeah. yeah exactly and and to come like this full thing where you literally now just have like a superman character shape-shifting better aliens. than a, than the dc <laughs> superman version <laughs> yeah. yeah good thing chris isn't here Jeez. yeah <laughs> yeah we can say whatever we want about dc go crazy <laughs> <laughs> take that aquaman uh <laughs> 
Well, let's see. Is there anything else? Anything else that people? No, any I, other think, thoughts? I think I've pretty much expressed most of my thoughts on this film. Yeah. I, I like I said, solid. Enjoyed it. Um, you know, not 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 at the top, not at the bottom. And, and, and again, I think it's it's pretty astounding that even I, I, you know some people are putting this lower on their list, but even the lower ones on the Marvel canon list are yeah. still you know good movies. They're still you know yeah, it's... competently made, if nothing else, and that's pretty incredible. So. Uh, uh, you know, another, another, uh, at minimum, another one of those for this, but I think I liked it a little bit more than average, probably. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we covered most of my notes or things. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I like agree pretty much. Um, and since the time of recording, do we, do we, I'm just gonna throw it out. We don't have to talk about it, but the new Avengers trailer did drop. Yeah, let's. Ryan, you have not yes. watched it though. Indeed, it did. No, well, I watched let's, it. Let's. let's oh, you did maybe watch it. Spend like. Yeah, I had you guys be quiet. Yeah, we. we for, uh, it was a whole oh, thing. Sorry, okay. Let's spend like maybe oh. five to ten minutes ish talking yeah, about. I don't know. I just wanted what to. What were you guys? Uh, uh, Vince, what were your, What was your initial impression of it? Um. Well, I'm actually really excited for what they're doing because, as somebody who like actively follows these kind of big events like this i mean like if it's for star wars game of thrones harry potter lord of the rings avengers i unfortunately will spoil myself by watching things that i know i shouldn't because it hypes me up a lot for the movie but avengers has found a way to really not show any of the plot at all i I really don't know where the movie is going to go or what's going to happen to any of these characters and still be able to show us something give us something to kind of like you know, give us a little nibble, yeah. a little treat. And so these two trailers have really shown me – they've shown me all my favorite characters and I still don't know what's going to happen. It's its the most hype I think I've ever had for a movie while wow. also knowing nothing about it. That's great. Yeah. That's that's pretty crazy. Do you guys – any of you guys feel similarly or, or different at all? Yeah. I mean this this goes back to our original coverage of, of Infinity War, right, where we were debating – I think Sean brought it up, but whether they're going to reveal anything about the actual plot in the trailers, and Vince is right, they haven't. Um, so it is pretty impressive that they're able to get this far without... Yeah, I mean, um, we're a month out, and who knows if how much more they're really going to push between now and then, you know? And, and, and to be honest, they, do they need to? No. I, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, re- regardless of what other content they put out, they're not getting any more people in the seats than they already are at this if point. If you saw right? Infinity War, you're not going to not see Endgame, no matter yeah, who you're you are. You're not going to be like, yeah. well, that tied things up pretty nice. I think I'll go home now. It's like, uh, I'm on the fence. I, I think I'm going to see it, but I just need one more trailer <laughs> right? to like push me over the I think like, is, like, who are you? <laughs> I think this is one of the rare cases where Disney has the luxury of not telling us anything about the movie if they don't want yeah, because and, they have us and all And I hope captive. they take advantage. Yeah. For sure. Um, it it was kind of interesting the way they kind of did the montage because they know, right? They know that this is this has to be an end point in some way, oh, just yeah. mentally as a society, right? right? And <laughs> other than other than homecoming or uh, far from home, there's nothing else that's specifically confirmed. Is there? Well, well I mean, yeah, there's a Black Panther too that's going to be happening. Is that confirmed? Like, there's there, there's no date or well, anything. Well, there right? are dates on the Disney calendar for when the next Marvel movies are coming out, and there are, are I think confirmations about which ones are happening. I, I don't think we know which ones are when at this point. Mm, so okay. it's kind of a I, we have certain things we know for sure, but they don't connect together. 
there's a bit of nebu. Yeah, you know, it's a little ambiguity yeah there. ambiguity. Yeah. So I just like I, I just feel like I, they obviously have to be aware of this as like as much as they want to pump these out to make money as much as possible, they have to be aware and are aware that you know just we're we're at the end of this thing and the end implies an end of something like even if they're going to start up another whatever it implies some finality right right? Right. and so i think this trailer i don't know like just showing all the original avengers in black and white like it's like oh god they're all gonna die did anyone else think that i just thought like they're just teeing us up for like oh they're all dying they're telling us right here in this trailer they're all dying like obviously i don't know that but it just felt yeah it was pretty dire but the tone still manages to portray that like excited action yeah. movie tone, but also be really dire, really serious. Yeah, and I, I yeah. and I mean it's funny because Tony Stark kind of says it best in the first Avengers when he's talking to Loki. He's like, "You don't get it. I mean, even if you win, you don't win because we're gonna go hunt you down or whatever, right?" right? And that's kind of what has happened. Like Thanos won. We, that was everyone agreed. Thanos won. Yep. Right. So how do you? What do you do? Like, what do they do? And, the and obviously, it's going to be time, whatever, and I don't know, alternate dimensions. But I think that's the that's the most exciting part to me. It's just like, there's, it's not just some threat of something happening that they have to stop. It's like, no, they that was blown. They blew their chance. That's the thing. The worst thing that possibly ever that's happened in the universe has happened. What do you do after that? Yeah. And that's, to me, it's like, yeah. I don't know. That's an exciting. I don't want to know right? until like, I'm in the theater. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. especially exciting, like in a in a cinematic universe where... You know, there rarely has been a, a horribly tragic event that's, like, continued. Like, there's things that have happened in movies, mm-hmm. but then it's like, oh, I guess Nick Fury's okay. Or it's like, oh, I guess Loki made it out of that one. Or it's like... Oh, uh, when Matt Damon... I guess you Matt know. Damon is dead. Oh, well, he's probably dead in this universe. But, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's the first time that we've kind of been left on, like, a, a sour note. I, I heard somebody saying that, like... You know, Infinity War is like the Empire Strikes Back, and this is like the Return of the Jedi. This is our generation's kind of like yeah. thing. That's this is our I mean, cinematic I, I thing. Like more so than yeah, I, I would that. definitely say more so than the Force Awakens and and you know the yeah, new Star Wars right. trilogy. Um, I would say this, this is, is again yeah. this is a thing we haven't seen before. Like Star yeah, Wars, exactly. This is a, it's right. a thing we haven't seen before, and we're getting to a culmination, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's also like cool. the most trust. I don't know why, like the most trust I've had in a movie to actually carry out and have a satisfying conclusion just based off of what I've seen. Boy, well, it's like, uh, it would be funny if they got this far. And then they got exactly. the last one wrong. And they just fumbled the last it be, movie. It would be hilarious <laughs> if it'll they be, did. It'll like, be like, man, it'll, I'll be crushed. It'll be like when, uh, it'll be like Last Airbender. No. <laughs> how, how, no, 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 no. How Last Airbender was for Vince. Oh. Right, right. That's how yeah. this will be for everyone. Um, I mean, like, just almost that, like... That in itself would be just like hilarious. Hilarious. You run a marathon and the mile 25 and a half, you just like get hit by a car or something. Oh, I can't wait for Endgame to be terrible. Oh, no. I mean, how could it be terrible, though? Like, what in what world could it be terrible? Give me a plot synopsis that sounds terrible to you. I don't know, man. We already know we're on the. Uh, We open, we go inside. It's just a normal suburban little house, small little house, and there's a baby squatting on the carpet. Just about to poop. Pooping Pooping on the carpet. Roll credits. (laughs) We are in the darkest timeline, so that's the movie that we're getting. <laughs> well, I think uh, I don't think we're going to say anything more insightful than that. No, right. no. <laughs> you guys you, ever. ever? No, that's it. We've peaked. Don't don't bother listening anymore. Um, do uh, do can I do the sign off? You guys have anything else? Yeah. You so say? 
tell us what they could do to help us or right. listen to us. Well, or, I don't know. Talk to well, us. Well, listeners, I have no idea what you're listening to, to this on, but we have several <laughs> platforms that we put this podcast on. One of is our original uh, Yum Chunks YouTube channel, so you can find video versions of our podcast there. Uh, we're also on uh, Radio Public, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're now on Spotify, so if that's your chosen uh, thing to listen to audio on, we're on Spotify. Uh, and we're on Tiny Casts. Uh, if you want to reach the show, you can leave a comment on any of those platforms that have a comment section. I know the YouTube one does. You can also email us at yumchunks at gmail.com if you just want to send us a message. We would do a mailbag segment if people sent us email, but we don't. So, you know. <laughs> that would be a fun If segment. we had any so, mail, yeah. we could, if we had, if we put what, what, how many think we would need for a good segment? Like four or five? Uh yeah, I'd say five. Get, Let's aim for if five. We, if we get five emails, we will read your email on the cast we'll address and it. answer any there questions. There you go. That's our, there we go. we got to start making stuff happen there. Uh, so those are all the places you can uh, listen to the show. If you have a preferred one, we're all kinds of options. Uh, there you go. That, you I did, did it. it. Now we're going to get all the listens. All of them. Every single one. Finally. All. The people who are already listening to us will now know how to listen to Good. us. Good. <laughs> I don't know. Some people, you know, no, what I kind of don't phone know either, you have? You don't know what is... kind of program is going to be the best one for your phone. You know? I don't know. That's true. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for staying after the credits. Uh, it was a fun episode. And tune in soon. It's the season. Tis the season. We're out of the dumb January and February, so we're getting into break. movies all the time. Spring break. Got summer coming up soon, so there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. So stay tuned for all that. There you go. Yes. Save, save, save. Bye, Vince. Okay. Bye, Vince. Ryan. Oh no. Bye, everybody. There you go. Good. We did it. See Take ya. Take it easy. Bye. Easy squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> Stop and save. Right, this has been after the credits. A Young Chunks podcast. <laughs>